Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It is the TPS podcast. You heard it. You heard it here first. We are Jordan and Sam. What's going on, Sam? Well, the weather is nice in Toronto, finally. Oh, Seven, seven nice. degrees out right now. Same here. Loving very, it. very nice in uh, Kelowna for the first time in what seems like a few weeks, but it felt like spring out. It's been sunny all day. Snow's almost melted all the way. In fact, I'm going to open up this goddamn curtain. Oh, oh my God. Don't get too carried away. Yeah. No, I'm doing it. Oh, oh, these curtains are really hard to open. You know what? Done. Look at that. Sun's just about to set. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. It feels good. It feels like the new, the dawn of a new era out there. It does. It's incredible. Um, but it's still another you know, four months until things are, are nice again. Four months, maybe in Toronto. You're in Toronto right now? February, February, March, April, May. Yeah. Things aren't nice until end of May. I'm in Toronto. Oh, well, why did I think you were in Ottawa? Anyways, uh, around here it gets, it starts getting better around March, I believe. Yeah. Snow is gone by the end of March. Usually you might get some shitty rain, but by the time April hits, it's like almost t-shirt weather. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's totally unfair what you get away with in Kelowna. Well, you fucking approve. moved, all right? You <laughs> fucking moved. Wanted to be a big city boy, Jace's dreams. I just like living in a in a big city. Like I I just like ah, I can't handle the spread out town like Kelowna. I can't really? do it. Well, I was just in uh, Vancouver, and uh, what do you mean? It still takes forever to get anywhere in the city. It takes way longer. Except for you yeah, but like you like, pass way more interesting things on your way what? to get there. A couple of fucking shawarma shops. Well, a couple is a gross understatement, sir. <laughs> I was just in Vancouver to see uh, uh, my wife and I went to see one of our favorite comedians, Sam Morrill. So we were in Vancouver for. Uh, three days, three nights, right downtown, and uh, I got, yeah. By the end, I was just like, everybody, everybody needs to fuck off like twenty feet from me, you know. And that's crazy because Vancouver is not very dense compared to most big cities. So I can only imagine that I would be uh, a little uncomfortable in a very big metropolis. I don't know. Maybe I get used to it. Did it? Was it like something you had to get used to, or did you like it immediately? Uh, well, I was used to like city living from when I lived in Taiwan because that was pretty, pretty much city living and it, right. was, super, it was way denser than Toronto. So Toronto's not as, I've seen way, way more intense cities than Toronto, but I've never like felt so constantly in danger as I do in, <laughs> in Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Nowhere, nowhere in the up. world. <laughs> you gotta keep that heart rate up, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been to lots of cities in like Europe and stuff. I'm sure it's nothing like that. But the thing about being in Asia is that you're probably taller than most people. So you don't feel as suffocated. You know, you can breathe above everybody else's line of sight. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Anyways, I'm sure yeah. I could get used to a big city. I just I don't really know what reason I have to move to a big city at this point. I don't even know. I, I don't know. I've been in Cologne. Yeah, it's it's so all about long. personal preference, really. I mean, I have a good life here. Like I do have yeah. a really, I really do like my life in Kelowna and it's a beautiful city and I have a lot of connections and uh, I get to do as much comedy as I want anyways here. Uh, hey, there you go. So I mean, you can't ask for more. Yeah. 
and it's paid comedy for a lot of it, which is a, a, insane for this uh, um, size of town. And then you can always do the road. Anyways, all I'm saying is I'm not moving in Toronto, so stop asking me. All right, Sam? Nobody nobody was asking. Oh, that's, okay. oh sorry. I that's projection. Totally mis- <laughs> misread this whole conversation. <laughs> Um, I know we got a lot to cover this episode, but I wanted to say I finished <laughs> uh, I finished book two of the Three Body Problem series. Which Holy is shit! Speed the, reader. Well, it took me a while because I took like a week off reading. Um, I don't think it's a very big book, anyways. But I will say, let me tell you guys, reading books underrated. Really underrated. Whoa, people, people hot been, take here from Jordan. Hot people take. People have been sleeping <laughs> on reading. I feel like for too long. I really fucking it. I was, I was engrossed. I was engrossed into this book. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, reading, I agree. Amazing activity stimulates the imagination like nothing oh, else. And I sleep way better if I read before bed. Like way yes. better. Like it's insane the difference. Anyways, can't recommend that. I still have one more book in the trilogy, but honestly, it feels like the entire story was wrapped up with a neat bow by the end of the second book. So I don't even fucking know what this third book's even going to be about. But I've, I've I've seen spoilers for the whole series. It gets absolutely insane. Well, haven't you it read gets them? Like absolute no, I haven't read them. I've just watched like uh the youtube channel quinn's ideas i think it's oh, called okay. yeah, he, that's right. he like spoils he spoils everything and i've watched all of it so you probably <laughs> know like the second book i believe is where the most shit happens i can only uh-huh. imagine man the things that happen in this book are just bananas and the way it all <laughs> bananas comes... great word to describe it <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's the it's like uh you know it's like it's the it's the setup and the execution of everything is so genius i think or i thought i just couldn't believe that it was i was enjoying it so much um i I can agree with that just from having just from knowing like the plot to the series it's yeah and it's like um it's like it's so weird it's the first book is so different than the second book uh but they fit together like two pieces of a super complex puzzle, but not in like a convoluted and annoying way. Like it's just like so perfect how everything in the first book can relate directly to what's happening in the second book. And there's a huge time jump between the two books. It's not really a spoiler, but right. There's like hundreds of years. I think minor spoiler. Yeah. The first book is (laughs) the, yeah, the uh, second book takes place 200 years in the future. Uh, from the first book so everything is so different that it feels like they could be the the, the two settings in the books oh sorry hang on a second wait something just happened to my microphone can you still hear me uh yeah you're just quieter what the hell what god's name one second guys Um. All right. Well, my voice might be a bit quieter. Uh, can you speak? I I, I can't hear myself at all. Hello, hello. Check, check. One. I can always boost the levels in post production. We'll fix post. it in post. We're in post. Oh, this is bizarre. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> check, check. Okay, I fixed it. 
Oh, oh okay. There you go. It was the uh, the aliens fucking with my technology, dude. Um, but yeah, one of the best oh shit moments I've ever read in a book happens in this book. Um, I was up to like I I, I was like. Ugh. Anyways, I can't say how enough how much I enjoyed it, and I highly recommend it. It's the Three Body Problem series. The second book is called The Dark Forest, which is you could do a whole episode on that concept alone. Um, yeah, we probably should. We probably should. Yeah, it's a great topic. Yeah, yeah, very game theory related. Yes. And the way that everything, oh, it's just some people might not like it because of like the way it's written is. Not, it's very kind of, I think, a, like kind of an Asian style of writing as far as like the prose. Whoa, and... whoa, whoa, Jordan, whoa. What? Why do we got to bring race into it? Um, we, it, well, it was written by a Chinese person. Sorry, Mike, my, my mic is freaking out again. Ah, whatever. Hopefully it sounds fine. Okay, Hello? sorry. What do you mean by an Asian style? Um, I just feel like there's certain styles of writing that you're people, if you're writing a lot of, if you're reading a lot of books written by people in Western society, they're probably writing in a different, in a kind of, they have a different way of like structuring their stories, I guess. I don't know. Uh, like if, I, if someone, if I wasn't told that it was written by a Chinese person, I could probably had, I probably could have guessed that it was not written by anyone in, like the Western world. Interesting. Uh huh. Do you think that's because you've watched a lot of anime? Uh, it was my headphones that were messing up my <laughs> microphone. <laughs> so I still probably fuck some shit up. What? Sorry. What was that about anime? I was saying, do you, do you think you uh, were able to make that distinction because you've watched a lot of anime? I think I'm probably less bothered by some of the ways that people speak and, you know, some of the ways that the characters interact. I probably would be less, less affected by that uh, difference, but by no means let that do, do not let that dissuade you from reading it. Um, yeah. It's all definitely one of the better sci-fi <laughs> uh, stories I've ever consumed. Anyways, incredible. That's my story. Um, what what are we getting into today? Well, it's a good thing we were talking about cities because today we're going to I don't know maybe close the door on Socrates at least for now in close this the season. Door on Try to close the door on him. He's been getting way too much uh, shine lately. I found. Yeah, we, we we've been on him for like three episodes in a row. Overrated, now. Socrates. Am I right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, today we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, the Republic. We're gonna try and do the entire Republic in one episode, which is nuts. But we might be able to do it. Well, this 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 could be the key to our success when people hear about this endeavor. That if we succeed, it'll probably be on the news. Most likely, <clears throat> yeah. Most likely, breaking news. Awesome. Worldwide. That's my favorite kind of stories. Honestly, <laughs> that's the only news I really give a shit about. <laughs> breaking kind? Yeah. Breaking kind, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're like in business and you have to know what's happening so you can like sell stocks and shit or like. Yeah. I don't know. Unless you have a job to do that requires you to know what's happening in the world. I don't think you really need to know very much. You Not should just that. mind your own business. Honestly, it's detrimental to be paying attention to the news. 
Yeah. Well, I like local music. news though. I only listen, I only I only check the local news because anything could make local news. Okay. A woman saw. Like if a woman or anyone sees a moose in my city, it's fucking on the news. The moose spotted <laughs> in Canada. That's news, folks. Did that moose have a uh, role to play in society? No. No. It was just exactly exciting. Um, <laughs> everybody was really jazzed. Um, okay, enough about me. Get into Socrates. Let's go. Or the Republic, the Republic. Yeah, this is his his uh, his most important work, probably the most important work of political philosophy ever written. Okay, it's a big deal, big deal book, and basically every other work of political philosophy has like been a a carry on of the conversation started with the Republic, and so in this book, Socrates tries to answer the question of what is justice. Oh. That's his goal. That's his goal. And the way he does it. He could have just put Batman down and fucking called it a day. Am I right? (laughs) Just draw the bat signal. There you go. (laughs) I don't know what this means. My demon showed me this. I don't know what this means. My demon showed me this. And uh, I know it to be true. I know it to be true. Uh, So he... And the way he does this is he he talks to some people, as Socrates does. He gets some people together to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And they give various definitions of what they think justice is. And one by one, Socrates sort of eliminates them, like with his his like unstoppable counter moves. He just like boom, boom, boom. Them. Until he gets to a couple of guys who are pretty smart and they give him a they pose him quite the challenge. And the way he answers their challenge is he tries to take a bird's eye view of justice. And the way he does that is he conjures up a city that he thinks would be a just city. And okay. uses that as a metaphor for what justice is in an individual. Or sorry, an analogy. Oh, metaphor. Yeah, metaphor. And so that's that's the whole outline of the project. Cool. Yeah. All right, so I guess we can start with who he talks to. So his first, the first person he talks to is named Cephalus or Cephalus, and uh, Cephalus is a businessman. All right, he's a arms producer. He's not and a so- businessman. He's a businessman. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jay Z, one of our other great philosophers. Yeah, you can think of him as Jay Z. Yeah. Okay, I will. And so he says justice is, Socrates says, so what do you think justice is? And Cephalon says, justice is sacrificing to the gods because the gods gave us everything we have. So we have to pay them back. And so, yeah. Yeah. So Socrates is like, okay, so it's returning debts. That's what justice is, returning debts. And Cephalon's like, yep, that's what it is. And so Socrates says, so what if you borrowed a sword from a friend and now your friend is suicidal and asking for his sword back. Is it justice to give him back his sword? I mean, the guy wants to kill himself. If he wants it that bad, he's going to use a fucking sword to do it. I mean, he probably thought about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it is his sword, so 
it's not up to you what he does with it. That's what I think. Okay. Well, all right. So yeah, so you say <laughs> you say that. Okay. Well, Socrates is like, no, you're wrong. And, uh... <laughs> all right. To be clear, I would not give someone a weapon that was suicidal. I just want to I want to be clear to our four listeners who know me personally, anyways. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe you do, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Uh, in the story, Kefalon is like, oh, oops, I have an appointment, and he, he leaves because okay. he, <laughs> he can't figure out how to answer. Right. Um, but then there, there, are some other, there are some other people there. There's two other people there. So the next one is Polymarchus, and that's the Cephalus's son. And he says justice is standing up for your friends and hurting your enemies. Wow, how old was his That's... son? Thirteen. <laughs> cool, <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> yeah. He just finished watching his first anime series. That's what he did. <laughs> he just finished Naruto, and that's mm-hmm. what he got from it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, you, you might be able to see his point. You'd be like, well, betrayal is like a kind of injustice, I guess. But yeah, uh, I mean, you can be that. Like, it's just a dumb way to summarize all of what you believe all of justice is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, Socrates is like, well, so, but what if you're wrong about who your friend is and who's your enemy? Like, clearly, justice isn't just being loyal to people. Right. Like, you have to know. You have to know something. And then the the next guy is Thrasymachus. And he's like another teacher. So he's like a rival of Socrates. And he says, justly, justice is just whatever is in the interests of the most powerful people in society. That's what justice is. Justice, sorry. Can you repeat that? My ADD is is just there. uh, Justice is just whatever is in the interests of the most powerful people in society. Whatever they decide is in their interests, that's justice. And here so I was thinking you can give a dumber answer than the last guy. So that, uh, that's what he says justice is, right? The most powerful people. That's wow, uh, what a cuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, whoever's the strongest, they decide what justice is. The ubermensch. How would you? Because uh, there's never been so, someone in power that's not just. You think? <laughs> okay, so Hitler, we're gonna bring well, out Hitler. Like, Don't make me bring really... out Hitler, dude. Because I'll bring out Hitler in any fucking conversation I get the chance to. Yeah, that's. I mean, obviously, that's like a way to say, like, isn't that crazy? Look at how bad this guy is, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. But uh, the way Socrates points out that he's wrong is, he, is again, he does the same thing he did to the last guy. He's like, well, what if you're wrong about? What if the strong people are wrong about what's in their interests? Uh, you'd have to admit that justice requires knowledge. And Thrasymachus says, yeah, I guess it does require knowledge. Uh, Socrates says, what kind? And he says, well, I guess it's the kind of knowledge about how to persuade people to obey rules that aren't actually in their own interests. <laughs> persuade people. Okay. And so Socrates says, so justice is basically deceiving people. And what kind of a virtue is that? And then Thrasymachus is again like, I got a, I got a Google doc. I got a dentist appointment. Sorry. Yeah. 
Yeah, so there, those are like the three early ones. But then we get to Plato's brothers are there. So we remember Plato as the person writing this down. So he's yeah, writing yeah. his brothers. Maybe they were there, maybe they weren't there. But uh, the first one is Glaucon. Glaucon? That's a fucking dope name. Was he a Glaucon? <laughs> I feel like he maybe came from a different planet. Did he hop <laughs> off his starship? To answer to argue with Aristotle, oh, yeah, or they both Aristotle. have built names. Yeah, so they're great. Glaucon and uh, Adiamantus. Adiam, these sound like <laughs> shit they look for in Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're pretty dope names. Plato, Glaucon, and Adiamantium or some shit. What was Adiamantius. it? Adiamantus. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure fucking Wolverine's bones are made of that. <laughs> oh man that's dope what do they say well so Glaucon Glaucon says Thrasymachus is a little weakling and he hasn't done enough to defend his position that's such a Glaucon thing to say yeah Glaucon is just like ugh Thrasymachus is not alpha enough to make this argument (laughs) (laughs) you're too much of a beta even make an argument a verbal argument (laughs) (laughs) so Thrasymachus says I want to I've always heard that the reason that like justice is good because it gets you a reputation it gets you uh, like people to respect your word um, makes people like you it's a good thing but I've never heard someone tell me what's so good about justice for its own sake not like any anything I can get. Like I don't want to hear about what I can get from being a just person. I want to know what's good about justice all by itself. That's what um, I want to hear about. Well, yeah. I mean, I just I would just be like, it, you need justice to combat injustice, and injustice affects everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Glaucon is sort of like, yeah, but what's what about me? Like, what do I get from it? And and here's his example. He's, he says, he. I think we might have touched on this earlier, but he tells a story about a, a man who finds a magic ring. And the ring turns him invisible and basically lets him get away with anything he wants. Right, and, right, right, right. Yeah. So in the yes. story, he uses the ring to kill his friend, become, who's the king. He kills the king, sleeps, seduces his wife. Yeah, it was the first draft of Lord of the Rings. Didn't take. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and uh, and so the and so what if the question is what if you had such a ring that would allow you to get away with absolutely anything you wanted, well, while also allowing you to uh, pretend to be like a great mem- upstanding member of society and get all the reap all the benefits that even a just person would get. Like you'd have a great reputation. Everyone thinks you're amazing, but you also get to indulge all of your wicked vices that you want. Right, right, right. So why, why on earth would you like not do that if you had the opportunity? Like why, why on earth wouldn't you do that? Like why would you be just if you could have this ring instead do that? Because no one gets that ring in real life. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I, I guess if you don't have any guilt, uh, or you can wear down your uh, 
you know, if you can kind of chisel away at your sense of morality till it is just whatever I can get away with is what I'm going to do. Yeah. That's, that's pretty close to, uh, like the mentioning the guilt. That's, uh, that's close to what Socrates will say is he'll say, well, actually, if, if you do that, you're not getting away with it. You're, you're damaging your soul. All right. He's, he's really concerned about damaging his spirit and his soul. Hey, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, that's the challenge that he poses. And then Adiamantus, uh, as a similar sort of, uh, uh, concern and he thinks justice seems like it's all about being controlled by others uh you have to obey laws you have to do what's in the best interest of other people and uh that 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 isn't right we should each be our own god self-ruling free from anyone having any power over you having power over others is fine but you shouldn't allow other people to have power over you and so these are two uh, pretty interesting challenges, right? Like a bit better. Glaucon and Adiamantus, they, they they have some some things to say. Yeah, those other guys were grade <laughs> school morons. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have wasted, we, sh- we shouldn't have even wasted our time on that. We spent way too much time on those idiots. Justice yeah. is standing up for your friends. <laughs> Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You surface level yeah. bitch. <laughs> Yeah. So to answer them, Socrates doesn't just come out and answer them. Uh, he, one thing we, we can notice now is that we look at these, uh, the three, the three first people, right? Cephalus, Polymarchus, Thrasymachus. The first one was a businessman. The second one was more of like a, like a fighter warrior kind of guy. And then the third one was like a philosopher, like Socrates or like a sophist. Okay. So that was a deliberate choice by Plato when writing this because each one of them represents what Plato thought were the three aspects of the soul. And that is our appetite, our spirit, and our rationality. So Plato thought everyone's soul has those three parts. Okay. So the businessman represents appetite, the warrior represents the spirit, and the philosopher represents the rational. And so Socrates' answer to what justice is, is going to involve how these three things work together in an individual, in harmony. Okay. And he, a vague, vague memory of us talking about something memory. similar to this. Yeah. Yeah. And so what he does is he takes this, uh, he takes the, this three-part soul and he says, what if we imagine this as a city? What would this be like as a city? Like think of like a self-governing individual who's like their appetites, their reason, and their spirit are all in harmony with each other. Can we draw a metaphor to a city? Like what would a city look like? And if we can show what a city looks like, then maybe we will know what justice is. Holy shit. Okay. Um, I don't even know how I would begin with this if I had to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Your appetite would be, obviously, the fucking entertainment district, right? We're talking about <laughs> talking about strip clubs. Oh, oh, oh. Casinos. Oh, sorry, sorry. I should. What? I should interrupt. Inter- I, should... In the middle. I was about to go fucking off on this idea. <laughs> when he's planning the city, he's not 
uh, planning like he starts with the the people. So certain people in the city are going to represent the ap- ap- appetite. Certain people are going to represent the spirit, and certain people are going to represent. Uh, reason and these people are going to be organized in certain hierarchies based on oh, their shit. role. That is not the way I was going to go with it at <laughs> all. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That it's, sounds it's way harder because when when he's talking about a city, right? He's from Athens in ancient Greece. Yeah, yeah. Athens was a city state, so it was like a nation unto itself. Oh, so when he talks about it as a city, like you can easily just mean this as like a, a nation or like a people or like a civilization or something. I wish like all that. cities were city states. Just, just your city. That's all anyone really cares about. What's happening is in their own city, right? It's the only thing that actually affects them. So, yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, but but yeah, so it's with it's about people. So he starts with education, basically, right? And. uh so basically the, the point of education is first you abolish the nuclear family. Parents are gone. No one has mom and dad anymore. Wow. That sounds very not good idea. Very not good <laughs> idea. Instead, it's kids are raised communally uh, and they have like multiple parents and stuff. And then these Greeks are always trying to figure out ways where they can bang multiple people. That's what this is all revolving around. Yeah, they don't. Monog- wow, they they fucking hated monogamy. They really did. <laughs> oh, well, actually, everybody's no, gonna no, raise no, everyone's actually, kids. Not really. not, it it can it can get quite monogamous in this republic, as we'll see. Okay, uh, but in in early childhood, based sort of based on performance and based on like uh, hereditary things, maybe all the children get divided into castes and these castes are going to define their role in society. So some children are going to be assessed as being to the warrior caste, which is like the spirited part Mm -hmm. of the soul and then, or the guardians, maybe they're called. And then some other ones will be to the artisans. So these will be people who make things and these are actually what we, the appetitive people, the appetites. They would be the people with the appetitive. That's a fucking word I didn't know existed. Yeah, well, it's like, yeah, it's like people, like a business businessman, like uh, okay, trade, uh, you know, people who want to like learn a craft and make money and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Creativity, because a lot of the things that make you appetitive are just energies that could be better expressed through creativity and work right and they're also not smart enough to be the like rational cast like the smart people yeah i know what cast i'm putting into here (laughs) (laughs) so there's like basically workers fighters and like a rational more rational people who do more like thought kind of work it's a really really fucked up fascistic way to set up your society like a beehive basically but yeah and it's like you're separating people at when they're kids no one fucking knows what they're gonna like like what they're gonna be good at when they're a kid no well like well that's the whole point though is like they're raised communally and they all have they're all tested and they know like what stock they come from he socrates is probably like look like the guardians will breed guardians the workers will breed workers and the philosophers will breed whoever they want. Nice. <laughs> uh, 
so that's and then uh so they get divided into that and then it's all about and then from then on it's all about how do you tame uh the various aspects of the society so that one doesn't take over the others and you do that through uh censorship of everything right no movies no art no poetry nothing that might uh no dancing no no dancing nothing that would uh nothing that would threaten the rule of rationality over everything right so you don't want people out there writing writing songs no, no one is making fun of Socrates' beard. Right. That is strictly illegal. So comedy was not a big dip, not a big uh, flavor of the day back then. No, no not really. Not, well, definitely not if it's like provoking serious laughter. That's because that represents... <laughs> you can only the, bomb. You're allowed to do you comedy. You, just, you have to have a bad set every time. <laughs> Yeah, it has to be a thinker. You have to uh, do all thinkers. I, I know a few um, comics that would do well in this <laughs> hypothetical city. <laughs> right. So, so that's, uh, that's yeah, like art is off limits. Then there's also, so that's how you sort of tame the passions. But then how do you tame the spirit? How do you tame all these like warrior types? Um, and you do that through really fucked up uh, military training basically so all the warrior kids they trained together boys and girls trained together naked from when they're kids and the idea with that is to like desensitize them to each other's bodies (laughs) Uh, i have a feeling that's not going to work when puberty rolls around well but then even even if that doesn't work they're not allowed to have uh, sex with each other well, and there's luck no stopping uh, that. Like, that is, uh, what is this? Well, they'll, they'll just kill you if you break the law. And Some people, I honestly think that like a lot of 13-year-olds would choose to have sex even if they knew as soon as it was over they were going to get a bullet in the head. That's how horny people well, get. Hopefully they can be brainwashed and indoctrinated enough that most of them don't do that. Okay. I, th- I, think, I think they'd be able to make that happen with their communal raising of everybody and but i mean there's always going to be some outliers right there's always going to be some who can't be stopped can't but... be stopped yeah <laughs> they're they'll just throw them in they're greeks right if, if you're yeah. defective you yeah. just get tossed they'll just yeah. toss them they'll extinguish those bloodlines if they can okay um and then yeah so then they're they have to no romantic love. They can only have sex for reproduction. So they are having sex, but it's only for reproductive purposes. Uh, the children have to study and watch war all the time. They have to learn about fighting from a young age. Uh, this one was interesting. If you, Socrates said, if you were excellent in bravery, you should get a, uh, a reward that you can kiss whoever you want while you're on patrol. <laughs> kiss who the fuck gives a shit about kissing you can kiss whoever you want anyone you want if someone told me right now hey jordan you have the power to kiss anyone you want in the world i probably wouldn't kiss anyone it's like what's a a fucking kiss why would i give it's a kiss who gives a shit about kissing you make it political you go kiss like kim jong-un or something 
<laughs> I use my power for good. I <laughs> use my power to to activate his homophobia. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I would. I would kiss. Maybe I'd kiss. Uh, I don't know. If I could kiss anyone in the world, who would it be? Ooh, this would be a good question for the email if I knew how to open it and read them. Um, if I could kiss anyone in the world right now, one time, one kiss. Living or no. dead. Living, Living or, dead. or dead? Are they dead when <laughs> I kiss them? <laughs> like, uh, Is this something I have to dig someone up no, for? No, there's no left to kiss. No. no, they'd be alive still. Um, okay, you know who I'd kiss? I would kiss... Uh, you know what? I don't know. It's too hard of a question. This is even Plato wouldn't know what the fuck to say to this. I would kiss. Plato. I, my mind keeps going back to Whoopi Goldberg, so I'm going to say Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Final answer. Whoopi Goldberg. Wow. Damn. Um, probably Cleopatra. How do you? Why? Cleopatra. Pretty, pretty dope. That is pretty Live dope. in a pyramid? Live in a pyramid? That'd be awesome. Whoa, whoa, you think you're moving in because you kissed her once? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> we, we've upped our game in 2023. They, they will be ready. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've never kissed the way this part Jewish boy is kissed. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay, where were we? Oh, yeah. No, I would kiss uh, Genghis Khan. Ah, <laughs> dude. One-way ticket to beheading. No, because maybe the only reason he killed so many people was because he was in the closet and he never felt safe. Oh, he probably was. Yeah, and then he'll come out to me and he'll ask me to be his husband and I'll say, I'm not gay, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll walk away. Then they'll fucking cut you <laughs> A worthy death. Oh man. He's like Chris Cooper in American Beauty, just crying in the rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyways. Well at least maybe I'll give him the it'll give him the push he needs to, to you know come out come out of the closet to the to the horde. <laughs> to all the whores, yeah. Uh, all right. So that's that's it, right? So you take take children, turn them into living war dogs mm-hmm. that are uh, totally loyal to the state. Uh, you take everybody else, you turn them into workers, you turn them into various kinds of craftsmen, scientists, that sort of thing. But then, who's in charge here? Who's in charge of this city? Well, Socrates says people like me, philosophers. Of course, naturally. And the reason obviously, for that, I'm like, in charge. Duh. And the reason the reason for that is that he's extending his metaphor of a self-governing individual to a self-governing city. And in a self-governing individual, right, you've got you've got the rational part of the brain, the appetitive part of the brain and the like the spirited part of the brain. Again, the appetites wants the appetite wants pleasure, the spirit wants like honor and justice and righteousness. And rationality wants wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, we don't have time to get into it, but through a series of pretty convincing arguments, Socrates 
shows that only only if reason is in charge of the brain will a person be like in harmony and okay. not uh like having a, a rough time well uh, <laughs> yes yeah trauma. i mean anyone that you anyone that that's totally true if you're if you are con- consistently being dominated by non-rational aspects of your being you're gonna be getting yourself in some trouble yeah but also you you need the other parts too like a city needs to defend itself from its enemies just like a person needs to defend themselves from their enemies uh, and a person needs to like enjoy life and have pleasure so you kind of need all three but you need reason to be sort of reining the other ones in yeah it needs to mitigate what those are allowed you know yeah and so the same thing he says has to be true in his city state or his nation republic whatever you want to call it you need all three parts but they have to be run by people who are primarily concerned with wisdom yes knowledge reason yeah yeah philosopher kings sounds good on paper sounds good on paper if they can ever come to a solid conclusion on anything there's there's doubts though right there's there's problems there's a there's a, a paradox sort of built into this which is so the the philosopher kings are in charge and they're supposed to be concerned with wisdom primarily but they are human beings too they're people too their souls are divided into these three parts and who's to say that sometimes their uh, appetites or their spiritedness won't take over and control them or who's to say that their reason won't be too dominant and throw things out of out of kilter that way yeah i mean exactly as purely rational mind is not going to really uh live a full life mm-hmm. yeah and uh socrates i think admits that he doesn't really know the answer to this, or at least that this isn't answered in the Republic. But he does say that if this doesn't, if you don't have philosopher kings, then cities, nations, etc., will never know an end to uh, suffering. And like civil wars and conflicts and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One well, world government. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. No one, uh, no, no country or city has successfully eliminated suffering. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can't, but like he's taught, I think he's, he means like specific kinds, like, uh, like civil wars, um, plagues, things like that. I see. Stuff caused by like pollution, stuff caused by out of control appetites. Um, like he might think factory farming, for example, he might think that is a, a sign that our appetites are out of control yeah, and not being reined in by reason. Global warming would be a sign that appetites are out of control and I think not reined in by reason. most of the things of modern society would make him think appetites are out of control. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably be like, Jesus Christ, put the cookie down. <laughs> yeah he would be like what the fuck you can just get look grocery stores he'd be like why is there oh. so much food just sitting here <laughs> <laughs> what 
Where's the hemlock? God damn, <laughs> give, it, God damn. give me the hemlock. This Where can I get some fucking hemlock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would not. He would not be pleased. He would definitely think our our appetites are out of control, and that the evidence is all around us. Drug yeah. drug abuse, um, greed, homelessness. He, he would, probably would be saying, like, "You guys are not fucking enough, though." <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He would, he would say you are fucking way too much. Oh, and you are I was just assuming every money. Greek was like just doing orgies on their spare time. Oh, no, oh, sorry, sorry. I should say uh, he might be saying like, yeah, you're not fucking enough, but he might be saying you're having too many offspring. Oh, you're having well, too yeah. many low quality offspring. Oh, fuck yeah! You need to cut this out. Low All right, we don't quality need... offspring. Yeah, no, that's uh... what he would. That's what he would say as a Greek. He would be like, "Look, why are you breeding all of this? We don't need it." Like, well, I fucking agree. We don't. We we don't. Everyone else should stop having kids. I want to have one or two, but everybody else. <laughs> well, Socrates would be like, "Oh, you want to? Well, that's not up to you in the Republic. We're gonna. Do we need more of your type? Maybe not. Uh, I would, I would we don't like... need you right now. <laughs> You're gonna skip this generation. You're gonna oh. skip this one. We're gonna skip you this time." <laughs> that would yeah that would hurt my ego but at the same time i'd be like you know what fair enough fair enough <laughs> i yeah, haven't invented like, anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah well like you can see the trade-off already like uh there's a huge trade-off between liberty like the dem- democratic states that we live in where everything is where we people have so much freedom and then a place like the republic where justice is minding your own business and doing your role so that the entirety can be harmonious. I see. Like, I see. It, like Socrates, a city probably wouldn't have any of the bullshit that you see in our kind of society. Like there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be global warming. There wouldn't be um, like all these ills, like they wouldn't exist because the rational philosopher Kings would have, put a stop to that. They'd be like, oh, you want to drive a truck? Your appetite's out of control. <laughs> Go sit yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. What would you think of Texas? That is like the epitome of out of control appetites. <laughs> Your happy meal comes with a fucking nine millimeter, a clip of nine millimeter bullets. <laughs> That's the toy. clip. Yeah. Not a gun. A clip. We're not going to give kids guns. Just giving them bullets for their guns. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And now the new Happy yeah. Meal, you get a silencer. Yeah, a silencer. Kids <laughs> shooting too loud all the time, annoying you. <laughs> Tiny tot silencer. Yeah, no shit. And the, all their food portions down there are like three times what we would have. It's like what we would eat in, a, in, a, in two days was one of their portions. Now, yeah. I'm saying this as a man who's never actually been to Texas, but has only heard stories. So, well, the South is take like that. everything I say about that with a huge scoop of gravy <laughs> <laughs> and biscuits. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people that like. In fact, we have a mutual friend whose sisters lived in Texas for a bit, and they told me that they offer you gravy with every meal, no matter where Ugh. you are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I like gravy on uh, turkey, and I don't know what else. Oh, gravy is strictly for turkey. Like if you're, if you, like, 
I mean, yeah, you want it on your mashed potatoes, but mashed potatoes are only coming along if if turkey's already at the par- at yes. the party. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So anyway, that that's that's the trade-off, right? You don't have these big massive ills of society, but you as a person have no real like choice in your life. Right. You play a role. You have a role to play and it's chosen for you. And that's kind of that's kind of what Socrates' vision of justice is. And uh yeah, like you we could say that he's like uh he seems like a fascist like like Hitler or like Stalin or Mao. These guys who also seem to be like they were wanting to be philosopher kings. Mm-hmm. They were not the kind of philosopher king that Socrates is talking about. Socrates is talking about someone who is putting wisdom first ideally they're putting wisdom and rationality first yeah i mean and they're not they're not doing it for their own best interests they're doing it for the interests of the republic as a whole so what we need is ai we need ai government yeah, chat GPT. Chat GPT. What's it? GPT? Vote for chat GPT. Oh, it would totally yeah. win an election. It would totally win. Yeah. It'd be such I a mean, smooth talker. Every question you'd ask it instantly, like the most detailed answer you could imagine in seconds. Like, Yeah, it's actually terrifying <laughs> how good that thing is. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Frightening. So frightening. Yeah, it is. It's scary. I honestly, I thought art. I thought art was going to be the last thing that went when AI came out in the way it is now. But it's the first thing to go. <laughs> Man, does that mean we suck at art? <laughs> yeah, we do, dude. If we didn't suck at art, we would be artists for a living. Yeah, <laughs> or that, it, are you it, saying it, it can't make good art though? Like it, it can make like mass producible. art. But it can't well, make that, anything that with real with the with truth. the visual art now that like the ai art that uh you see everywhere it, i've seen enough of it to now i think i can reliably pick it out um when it's ai yeah or like not. they don't have the right number of fingers their hands are all fucked well up. yeah but it's even like, besides that it's like there's a certain quality to ai art that is uh once you see enough of it it's very you can tell what you're looking at hmm maybe i don't know some of the ai generated faces are insane yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying a lot of AR, I, I could spot AI art a lot easier than I thought I would be able to now that I have seen. Okay, well, you should. Well, yeah, look at you. AI detector. <laughs> you're, you're the last well, hope for humanity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think you're putting fucking words in my mouth. <laughs> I'm saying that as it is in the, as it is right now, I can reliably pick out AI art. Uh, from human made art but not 100% of the time and definitely not for probably that much longer I mean it's barely even fucking come out mm. this technology and it's already like way better than anyone wants it to be yeah yeah, uh, yeah. it's fascinating Google just had like a whole uh, uh, a big meeting or something about it because it's like a search engine competitor Oh, really? Yeah. It's going to take over. I mean, as soon as AI can start fixing itself, I mean, we're pretty much hooped here. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. We we still have to wait and see. We have to wait and see. I, I, I don't know. I remain skeptical that any big problems will be solved by AI. I think some That's, of them have already discovered uh, new uh, medicines and treatments for illnesses that no one else could figure out. I believe I read that, that some AI has come up with treatments for diseases that uh, previously they didn't have any. Yeah, but those vaccines are all fake, Jordan. I'm not, I didn't say vaccine. You said vaccine. I'm not saying vaccine. You said vaccine. Yeah, well, if they were designed by AI, then they're fake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. This is an AI vaccine. It has six fingers. I can tell your vaccine was made by an AI because it has seven fingers on one hand. <laughs> Sir? <laughs> yeah. Sir, I can tell that your child here was made by an AI if you just notice its toes. It six fingers. 38 toes on one foot. Did you not notice that? <laughs> Is your no, wife trying to tell you that this is your child? <laughs> oh my god, that's the next thing they're gonna say. Kids with birth defects were made by an AI or something. Oh uh, yeah, I I feel like there's gonna become a point in humanity where people are gonna get really stupid and computers are gonna have to like be our caretakers because we just got so uh, dumb. <laughs> we need we need philosopher kings and we need them now because clearly we're out of control. Well, what do you think Donald <laughs> Trump was? He had crazy philosophies. He's a philosopher king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would his no, he is uh is he appetite? What is he? Appetite. Yeah, he's appetite, right? He's appetite. Spirit, yeah. He's obsessed with what his reputation. He's obsessed with what people think of him. So yeah, he maybe it, he's when uh, his reputation gets him to access to his indulgences. But does he indulge? I thought all he does is eat like fast food and like play golf and like that's all he does. Does he indulge? He fucking... What are his indulgences? Okay, well, first what does of he all, do? it, so okay, social media. He's had a few wives. Okay, yeah, he's McDonald's, been for rape and stuff. Yeah, okay. Rape, sexual assault, <laughs> fucking always having to be tweeting. He needs the attention on himself. Golfing. Yeah, I mean, the man to me okay. screams vices. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he has no rationality. Plenty of appetite. Yeah, no rationality. And he is like he he's like when you're when you're a star, whenever he would do bad things like crazy shit, like grabbing women, he would say, if you're a star, they let you do it. Yeah, and I think Which that's is the whole ring of Gaiji's thing. That's the whole ring thing. He can get away with it because of his uh fame and wealth. So he does. I mean he chooses he to just get away with it. He doesn't he, care about like, it. Like honestly, he, he could have kept on doing his fucking slimy greasy shit that he's always done if he didn't need to sate his ego by becoming president you know he was under yeah. such a microscope that he can't get away with anything now yeah he he's like the polar opposite of a philosopher king yeah the polar opposite no rationality whatsoever just all about like appetite and and uh fame ah insane he's probably gonna run again too I didn't think he was going to, but I think he's going to run again. I mean, I honestly think I, I, I just, I've lost so much faith in uh, American politics. I, I honestly think he could win again. Hopefully, I think maybe hopefully he's just doing this so that they pay him off to not run. Well, now he's got his fucking goon squad in Congress. Oh my God. Some of those people are just 
absolute i like i can't even stand to look at them uh, they're oh. just they're just t- tiktokers <laughs> they make they make like 150 grand a year salary like they just do it for them they're doing it for the money like they do yeah. it to have a big job and get exposure yeah i mean it's like, that's uh, all it is it's like a paid they're paid to be social media well, that's why they pay do like outrageous shit all the time, and they say inflammatory shit all the time because yeah. they know that's going to generate ad revenue. Ad yeah, revenue they just get more all that matters. On, yeah, social. Yeah, followers on social media, and then they also get a a huge salary, and probably don't have to pay much taxes on it either. And then the whole, and then they get to insider trade. Yeah. There's a lot of like, man, Socrates would like have all of these people lined up outside and (laughs) send them to the mines. (laughs) All right. My new answer is I would kiss Socrates and say, (laughs) what is that? Hemlock on your (laughs) hemlock on his lips. (laughs) I time my kiss very badly. Ah, ah, you just drank it, didn't you? Fuck. Yeah, uh, Cleopatra. That's not a bad one. Was there any like famous babes? Other famous babes? Um, like famous are, like, beauties. Um, uh, I, I think know, Napoleon's think wife is Josephine was supposed to be. Who? Uh, Napoleon's wife Josephine, I believe, was supposed to be a beauty. I mean, Helen of Troy, of course. How could we forget her? The face that launched a thousand ships. Yeah, but she was only in the story. She wasn't a real person. You don't know that. You're right. I don't know that. <laughs> 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 you weren't there. You didn't but I think see pretty, it your own isn't eyes. That, like that was a part of uh, Homer's, uh, you know, what of, what's that book called? Homer's Goofy Ideas. His, <laughs> Homer's oh. trip. Homer's big trip. Homer's <laughs> big vacation. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was on Homer's day off, Troy. <laughs> Weekend at Troy. <laughs> Weekend at Troy. <laughs> Uh, it's supposed to be a weekend. <laughs> We've been here for 13 years. <laughs> Helen of Troy, she doesn't count. Cleopatra was a real person, right? And that's who yes. anything. Yeah, totally would... real person. Very real person. Yes. And besides her, I can't think of any like famous ancient babes that's like, you know, Boadicea or Bo- Boadicea. Never heard of her. She's already disqualified. She, she, no, no, she, uh, she, I think was British or Scottish and fought the Romans. She's like a, a warrior queen. Yeah, I know, but, uh, okay. Uh, well, what about Joan of Arc? Joan of Arc? I think she was underage. I think she was underage. Okay. So That's we really can't say, say she's a, she's a babe. <laughs> no. She's the yeah. other version <laughs> of the word babe. All right. Not Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc was probably a very nice person, but was ugly as shit. <laughs> very um, nice young girl. Yeah. <laughs> I can't um, think of anything. And then you start going into like Hollywood. Old Hollywood is like the old, old Hollywood. <laughs> uh, that's tacky to say like, oh, some old actress. I don't know. Um, Maybe not. I don't know. Whatever. You know, like Cleopatra was... was a good answer. Kiss anyone live, alive or dead. Nefertiti. We actually know what she looked like. The bust of Nefertiti. Famous work of art. Ooh, I'm glad we got the bust. It's only the bust, <laughs> not her face. The bust is is the head. Okay. I'll remember that when I type in busty mom next time and there's a huge giant headed chick. If it's the... Uh, okay. What about Aphrodite? 
Aphrodite, that's a goddess, though. Oh, shit. I would definitely kiss a goddess if, if it was real. Yeah, I would, too. Well, then we're going into, uh, now we got to go into all, like, the Greek gods and find which one's supposed to be hottest. I th- isn't Aphrodite the, king, yeah, the queen of, of sex or something? She's, like, the goddess of... Love like, and beauty. And right. Aphrodisiac emotions? comes from Aphrodite, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I changed my answer to Aphrodite. Wow. Ooh, Athena. I say Athena. Oh, that's good (laughs) stuff. That's good stuff. Okay, well, we're Mm. at an hour, so um, I don't know if you actually got to the conclusion you're hoping to reach during this No, we did, actually. We we covered most of it, yeah. Okay, perfect. There you go. So that's it for our Socrate, Socrates section. That was a trilogy, a little three-parter to kick our, our, our new era of podcasting off. I... Would love to get some emails, but I also can't get into my email. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set up a new email account, and we're going to start using that. Whoa. As of right now, I am only certain that we have one weekly listener. So uh, I Don't look at those things. I don't, don't look at don't them. I just that. know that's probably true right now, Oh, um, <laughs> which is fine. I don't do this for the listeners, okay? Uh-huh. I do it for my soul. That's fair. Um, and because I like to listen to him, because I like the sound of my own voice. Weirdly, now. Um, anything else you want to add before we shut this down? Uh, I'm going to Mexico in a couple weeks, so I might not be able to record the podcast. Ah, uh, see, that's why we have no listeners. We have no consistency. Um, I can bring a mic and try to do it. Actually, that would be cool. We could do an episode about human sacrifice and or something <laughs> you're gonna have to climb to one of the top <laughs> of the freaking aztec towers down there hell no did you see the video of the guy who climbed that the locals oh. beat the shit out of him oh i saw one there of was... the lady who did it and they she got like almost tarred and feathered oh no way um no. we're in mexico my parents live in mexico yucatan yucatan okay yep. uh, was that east coast resort yeah atlantic coast Okay. Well, watch out for the violence. Don't uh, if you see a cartel member, don't go up to them and kick them in the nuts. Okay. If you see a cartel member, ask them for some cocaine. Yeah. Stop, drop, and roll. Uh, all right. Well, that's our podcast. We'll see you all net, net, next week. Bye. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.